0: This is changing the
1: shape and the mould of Irish politics? It's a big statement that this is no longer a two party system. It's only April and already 2020 is one for the history books. For Irish politics alone, two mind-boggling moments have happened this year after the 2020 elections. Sinn Féin, a party whose very mention of the name brings shudders down the spines of some have become the most popular party elected to the 33rd Dáil. If that wasn't draw-dropping enough, the unthinkable has been announced. Fianna Fáil and Finnegale, the two big party players who have dominated Irish politics since the Civil War, are joining forces to co-govern after both have suffered historical losses in the election. Okay, now I know what you're thinking. Oh, politics, What's well, the big deal. Well, it's actually a really interesting story. Even if politics isn't your thing. Have I lost you already? Okay, okay, give me a chance to explain. We're living in a very historical moment. You see, Fine Gael, Fáil and Sinn Féin have had a long and complicated love track. Let's stick with complicated for now. Next year we celebrate a hundred years since this complicated relationship first began in 1921. But to understand why all this is so fascinating, I need to take you back in time two years earlier to 1918, a year very similar to this that brought unprecedented change and set the wheels in motion for a path that would lead us here today.
0: Good evening and welcome to the general election news special, an unprecedented victory for Sinn Féin, whose performance in recent by-elections implied otherwise. Their gains come in the wake of numerous controversies from government and changes in the electorate demographic. The leader of Sinn Fein, Eamon de
2: Valera, had this to say. This is a clear message from the people of Ireland that they have had enough. It's time for a change. We will form our own government in Dublin. Let this day go down in history as the first day in an independent Ireland.
1: Now, remember, Ireland is a one island nation under British rule. The Easter Rising had taken place two years previous and Sinn Féin were only a baby party setting out in their inaugural general election. And this is when real change occurred. Sinn Féin, like today, were seen as a radical Republican party offering the sun, moon and the stars. But they connected to the electorate in a way that the establishment didn't. And the electorate responded in their favor. Let's imagine for a moment how the first stall played out. Which, by the way, wasn't recognised by the powers that be in Westminster. Order!
0: Order! Deputies, quiet now. Firstly, congratulations to the 27 elected members of the House present here today. A moment to recognise the 37 elected members who are rotting in a British jail as we speak. Can I express my disappointment in the elected representatives that decline the impact? And let us not forget the representation of the People Act giving everyone of this great land a voice to their government.
1: The representation of the People Act was critical in the shaping of a nation. Prior to 1918, The ability to vote in the United Kingdom, which, by the way, Ireland was part of the United Kingdom, voting was very limited. And the new Act effectively gave the rights to every man over 21 and every woman over 30 the right to vote in general elections. It increased the electorate vote by 13.7 million across the United Kingdom and really benefited the Irish population. Suddenly, ordinary people, particularly the poor, who were never allowed to vote before, suddenly had a voice in their government. The fallout from the Easter Rising, the threat of conscription to the British Army, and a string of other social issues had driven Irish nationalism to boiling point. We,
0: the elected representatives of the ancient Irish people in national parliament assembled, do, in the name of the Irish people, ratify the establishment of the Irish Republic and pledge ourselves and our people to make this declaration effective by every means at our command.
1: Sinn Féin promised an independent Irish Republic. And after winning at the election, they set about delivering on that word, starting with the establishment of the Dole in Dublin and declaring an Irish Republic.
0: To the nations of the world, the nation of Ireland having proclaimed her national independence, calls through her elected representatives in Parliament assembled in the Irish capital on January 21st, 1919 upon every free nation to support the Irish Republic by recognising Ireland's national status and her right to its vindication at the Peace
1: Congress. So have a guess how the British overlords responded to this declaration. (laughs) The move triggered the War of Independence. A
0: ceasefire could be nearing as fresh talks began today between both sides after pressure mounts on the Prime Minister from the opposition, the Labour Party and trade unions.
1: The War of Independence came to an end in July 1921 and talks finally begun on an agreement that would become the Anglo-Irish Treaty.
0: The Articles of Agreement for a Treaty between Great Britain and Ireland would see Ireland become a self-governing free state within the British Empire. The King will remain Head of State and members of the new Irish Parliament will be required to pledge their allegiance. The treaty passed marginally in the Dole, 64 votes to 57, with division among members over a number of key areas, including Oath of Allegiance. There were emotional scenes in the Dole today as members expressed their views on a matter that has the country divided Mr. Michael Collins This treaty is not the ultimate freedom that all nations aspire and develop, but the freedom to achieve freedom. Mr. Harry Boland I object because this treaty denies the sovereignty of the Irish nation and I stand by the principles I have always held.
1: But already a key player in Irish politics, Imman de Valera would also disagree with Michael Collins.
2: There is one thing I want to say. I wanted to go to the country and to the world, and it is this. The Irish people established a republic. This is simply approval of a certain resolution. The republic can only be disestablished by the Irish people. Therefore, until such time as the Irish people in regular manner disestablish it, this republic goes on. Whatever arrangements are... Sinn Féin were
1: torn between two sides. A pro-treaty led by Michael Collins, while Éamon de Valera led the anti-treaty out of the Dáil and refused to take their seats. This split their electorate and their majority in the Dáil. ...that until the
2: Irish people have disestablished it. Tensions between the two sides were very
0: harsh. I do believe that some kind of arrangement could be fixed between the two sides even though our physical presence is so distasteful that they will not meet us. I say some kind of understanding ought to be reached to preserve the
1: present order in the country. Unfortunately, no understanding was reached and there was only one outcome. (laughs) The country broke down into a civil war, and the pro-Treaty members formed a new party, Gael. They established a minority government which remained in power for the next nine years. Tensions were brewing among the anti-Treaty camp. Eamon de Valera wanted to return to the duel. After all, taking seats in the place of power was probably a less bloodier way of achieving their goals than a civil war. But when put to a vote, Éamon lost his motion and he was forced to resign. This side of Sinn Féin split further again and those who followed Éamon de Valera subsequently formed a new political party known as Fianna Fáil. Fianna Fáil proved very successful with the electorate but what remained of Sinn Féin slowly faded away. Fianna Fáil became the most popular party and began a term of power that would last for the next 16 years. Cumann the Gaël struggled in opposition, and in a downward spiral of popularity, they merged with two other niche parties to form a new party. Fine Gael. From 1948 until the 70s, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael went back and forth between power in a volleyball game of power. It was this era that had some jaw-dropping moments of their own like the impact of World War II on Ireland, the Troubles breaking out in Northern Ireland, and Ireland joining the European Economic Community, which would later become the European Union. But times, they are changing and we move into a new period in Irish political history. 1977 has been regarded as a pivotal point in political Irish history. Fianna Fáil under Jack Lynch were desperate for power, and they attempted to bide their way to victory, promising the sun, moon and the stars to the electorate. By
2: voting Fianna Fáil, you will allow us to deliver big tax cuts, reduction to motor tax, grants for first-time buyers, we'll abolish rates on houses, cut unemployment, boost this economy, we will modernise the telephone...
1: Public spending seemed perpetual, and Ireland was facing a boom like never before. But this funding was on borrowed money, and Fianna Fáil's policies were the catalyst the biggest economic collapse the Republic had ever faced. The 1980s proved very unstable for Irish politics. As
0: a community, we are living way beyond our means.
1: In just nine years, Ireland held five general elections. In 1981, Fine Gael and Labour ousted Fianna Fáil from government in a coalition that would last only seven months. It collapsed over the budget. Fianna Fáil would regain power in 1982 but they too proved unstable and they collapsed within the year again over the budget. Are you still with me or have I lost you somewhere along the last 64 years? Well we're going to continue our journey through a period of history that some of you may have experienced all too well and looking back on it now you can start to see the path that would lead us to 2020. You see, from this era, we start to see Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael come under strain a wee bit. The country started to have enough of a lack of choice between Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. And people started to break away from these parties. And I believe it's a consequence of the party whip. You see, when you vote for a candidate, You're voting for the political party just as much as the candidate. One party, one ideology, one direction. The party whip is responsible for whipping the members into line, ensuring that their votes align with the party's ideology. This consequently means individual or group divergence in opinion or ideology, especially on key social issues, can clash with the party as a whole. And in scenarios like this, where they failed to come up with a compromise. This can lead to forced resignations or being left with no choice but to leave the party on ideology grounds. Although Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael will continue their dominance, many of its members on both sides no longer felt that the parties were in sync with their values.
0: I am today giving notice of my intention to seek support for a new initiative in Irish politics. I do so publicly because I believe that to work in secret towards this end would retard the process of change and endanger it. I'm addressing all Democrats of goodwill who share my belief and my confidence that the face of Irish politics can be transformed. I'm asking for their support in building a new progressive force in
1: Irish politics. That was a quote from Desmond O'Leary, the leader of a new political party, the Progressive Democrats. He, among a number of other Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael members, came together in the mid-80s to build a new party on the ideology of progressive liberalism. They were very successful in their inaugural launch in the 1987 election, becoming the third largest party. Both themselves and Labour played a key role in keeping Fianna Fáil in power for the next two decades. But as we move into the 90s, we start to see a changing climate yet again. A period of recent history that saw Ireland prosper like never before. The Good Friday Agreement brought peace to Northern Ireland and ended the Troubles, and the age of the Celtic Tiger transformed the country into a modern power player internationally. But despite this, independent and alternative parties were chopping away at Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael piece by piece. And rumbles were starting on Camp Sinn Féin, who were quickly becoming quite a strong opposition towards Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. The only thing holding them back was their sinister reputation from the Troubles. By now, if you're still with me, you're going to recall this period in Irish history, something we are all too familiar with and perhaps still haunted by. So. Buckle down in your seats, a storm is coming. 2007, and word on the street is talking down the economy while a recession is predicted. Despite this, Fianna Fáil remained strong, winning the general election of 2007, and continued the party line that everything was fine with the economy.
0: Cribbing and moaning is a lost opportunity. Oh, in fact, oh, I don't know how people who engage in that don't commit suicide.
1: Warning signs were starting to appear, particularly in other countries. Soon enough, everyone was beginning to accept that a recession was on the horizon. But those in power still fed into the party line that everything was fine.
0: The economy remained set for a soft landing next year.
1: That was the central bank, but a storm was already brewing and it was close to shore. And things were about to radically change, just as the pessimistic mourners had predicted all along. A sturdy and the arrival of the IMF, among other controversies, tarnished Fianna Fáil's image. They were decimated in the 2011 elections, pushing them for the first time in their 79 year history in the door to third place. And Sinn Féin gained substantially in 2011. But in 2016, they almost doubled, and for the first time, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael held too few seats to form any coalition with the smaller parties. Sinn Féin themselves held too few seats to form any sustainable government. Sinn Féin did express eagerness to join either Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael. but the very notion of joining Sinn Féin was cast aside due to their questionable past. I have never been a member. The IRA. But as the weeks passed by, it became obvious that if this was not going to be an option, then they had to resort to something else. They had to accept a potential Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael coalition might be inevitable, something both parties were not willing to accept either. In the end, Fine and a number of independents established a minority government, and they were reluctantly backed by a confidence and supply agreement with Fianna Fáil. This was effectively creating, and not a coalition, coalition. But 2020 sees the same charade as 2016, only this time Sinn Féin are much stronger. And again, this time round, the three parties can't form a government or even a coalition on their own. Two of these players are going to have to come together. And that's what they have done. Bridging a 100-year-old divide, they will come together to form a coalition government. But doing this comes at a cost. It'll be either make or break for the two parties. Because not only opposition groups oppose this coalition, but many of their grassroots members also are not comfortable with this move. Because despite a century since the Civil War, old grudges still hold. Today especially, their ideology aren't so different and maybe it's time to bridge the old divide. Either way, it's one hell of a close to a 100-year period in history when the two big players may become one, while the original party become a power player in Irish politics once again. Looking forward to 2025, it'll be interesting to see how our political landscape will evolve. Will Sinn Féin surpass Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael? Or will Fianna Gael and Fine Fáil be forced to merge into one party, much like how Fine Gael formed in the first place. I guess time will tell. This year is a year like no other,
2: a year none will ever forget. Today's children will tell their own children and grandchildren about 2020. In the years to come, let them say of us, when things were at their worst, we were at our best. I would like my last word here to be this. We have had a glorious record. It has been years of magnificent discipline in our nation. The world
1: is looking at us.